Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. Always great to talk University of Miami football, Hurricanes, Alabama, less than 100 days away now. And joining us is Director of Player Personnel, Andy Vaughn. Big summer for the University of Miami coming up. And uh, Andy, let's uh, let's start there. As you look forward, put the periscope up. What does the recruiting landscape look like on the campus of the University of Miami throughout the summer? I think it's going to be a crazy uh, few weeks here coming up in June once things get started again. You know, you've got coaches uh, chomping at the bit to get to get back in front of these kids and have them on campus and get to continue to build relationships. I know the, the uh, recruits and their families are also uh, ready to get out and actually uh, experience some of these campuses instead of sitting in front of a computer uh, for a year and a half or whatever we've done. So uh, I think everybody's excited, and I think it's going to be a crazy few weeks here in June with, uh, with camps, with uh, official visits, with unofficial visits, with just a lot of things going on on campus. Uh, it's going to be a fun time, but I think everybody uh, is chomping at the bit ready to get going. What are the challenges for you now in the personnel department, considering you have to recruit high school players, you have to recruit the portal, often you have to recruit your own players to stay, players have been given an extra year, so you got a lot of different things working in the personnel department. Yeah, yeah, we do. You know, uh, it's going to be a challenge for everybody, so it's not something that's unique to us, but I, I think the big part of it is just being able to communicate well as a staff uh, and we do a great job of that internally just just knowing where our players stand uh, knowing what our needs are um, you know like Coach Diaz always said we want to build this program around uh, developing high school players so that's not going to change uh, but we're also going to always try to put ourselves in the best position possible to bring in players that we can uh, that's going to make our roster better and make our team and, and our program better so um, there's a lot to it but I think the biggest thing is communicating and everybody being on the same page is what we need and, and being able to communicate on uh, evaluations and all those kind of things, and, and I think we've done a great job of that, and it's just going to continue to 
to uh, get refined as we go forward in the process. But it is exciting in a lot of ways. You know, it's, there's some challenges, but I think those challenges also present some uh, unique opportunities that being uh, at Miami, uh, we can capitalize on. You know, that's that's been proven if you look at Jalen Phillips and some of the other guys that have come through uh, the program in the last few years, Quincy Roche and Keji Osborne, just as, as transfer students. I think this is a very attractive place for guys that uh, want to take that next step in their career and, and play on the big stage. So I think that's a, just a huge benefit for us. Going back to the high school players for a moment, uh, under Coach Diaz, uh, you guys continue to really do a good job of emphasizing the homegrown players. You look at what you've done the last couple of years, getting many of the top players in Dade and Broward County. Yeah, you know, Coach Diaz is always, uh, from the minute I got here on campus, um, made that a priority, is that we have to own South Florida. The best players that are going to make our program better. Uh, we have to make those guys say no, and we have to try to do everything we can to bring those guys into the program. Um, so I think last year is, is proof positive that uh, the really great players in South Florida um, can stay home. You know, those guys last year, I think, in this last class have, have been really groundbreaking in a lot of ways. You know, COVID, COVID kind of changed the game on them, but I think they've also realized that they can accomplish all the things that they want to accomplish here at home at Miami. And I think they're going to be the guys that uh, kind of turn this thing as far as the perception of you don't have to go away to, to uh, play on a national stage and get a great education and all those things. So we're just going to continue to hammer that to find the right guys um, that are in this area and, and make those guys um, say they want to be Hurricanes. So. You know, I want to get to uh, the national player perspective in a moment, but along those lines of the guys staying home, their moms and dads are in this community, grandmas and grandpas are in this community, friends are in this community. There's a real benefit to the players that stay home because their support system is also, for the most part, in this community. And, I th- you know, that's a that's a great point. You know, it's got to be awesome to uh, play high school here and be one of the top players in the country uh, here in South Florida and then stay home and have your friends and family at every game cheering you on. I-, I think that's a special feeling, and I think these guys in this class class realize that, you know, they take pride and they- they're making a point of wanting to represent uh, Miami and this, you know, this Tri-County, South Florida area. Um, I think they've really taken, taken that to heart, and they want to prove that they can be the best players and they can take Miami where everybody thinks it it should be so um it's got to be an incredible experience if you're a homegrown guy to to be able to stay and and make a name for yourself here where it really matters where you can walk down the street and people know who you are and make a difference in your community and you know and that visibility that comes with that and then you know as the landscape changes with with name image and likeness that's going to be huge for these kids that are in a in a big metropolitan area and and you have that face value because you came up as a as a great high school player and now you're in a in a university that's right in the middle of of your hometown and and that's going to be a uh, uncharted waters but i think it's going to be exciting for those guys too and something they can take advantage of now you read my mind name image and likeness in recruiting when they come through they sit down and talk with you or coach diaz or blake james is name image and likeness something that is important to the high school players i don't know if we have uh figured out what it's going to look like but from their perspective is that something that's on their list in terms of when they start looking at the university of miami yeah, no. Like you said, there's a lot of unknowns that are going to come with that, and there's going to be some challenges and some and some things we're going to have to figure out at administrative level in a program, and then it's you know a nationwide level. But yeah, I think kids these days are 
are super savvy. Their families are savvy about what that means. I mean, you bring high school kids into the program now, and and they have the following that NFL guys had years ago. You know, so these top ranked guys that are very talented, they're savvy about that. They know how social media works. They know how their name and image and likeness already works. So those are definitely in those conversations about what we can do and and the benefits uh, of coming to Miami or how we can set them up for success while they're here. They can capitalize on that, and then what they can uh, do to prepare themselves as they jump to the next level, whether that's in the professional world or, or playing on Sundays, that's definitely a part of the conversation. And I think that comes from the fact that uh, the kids and their families are so much more savvy and, and tuned in to, to those conversations and, and what that means. So. I don't want to exclude the national kids because there is great football being played, I think, across the country now. You've been able to go to uh, Connecticut for a quarterback, California for a quarterback, Zion Nelson from South Carolina. You've gone to Las Vegas. So uh, the national profile is still a big part of the University of Miami, and I would think the brand is so strong that the national kids, it it still grabs their attention. 100 percent you know you know as well as anybody if you if you have the you on when you're in an airport across the country somebody's going to say go canes so it's uh i think it's a brand that's only continued to get stronger um you know we're always going to start out in south florida but then we're going to go out from there looking for the best players that are great fits and and i think it miami's a destination place i think kids see that they can come here and play really competitive football at a high level on a national stage and get a great education um and then like we always talk about it's a place that you want to spend your college years um, there's no better weather than down here and then after you um, get done playing at the U there's a lot of guys that come back and live and I think it's just a destination area guys can see uh, just relocating there for the for most of the rest of their life and you know that brand is iconic it's not going away I mean there's a reason we're playing at one of the, the biggest weekends uh, of the season starting the season out this this year so there's a reason Miami's on that stage is because of that that brand and the success uh, over the years and we're just going to continue to try to build that and I think it's only going to get stronger Andy Vaughn, Director of Player Personnel, is our guest. As you look at your personnel, your roster as it stands today, uh, how satisfied are you with where you are? And where do you think the strengths are? I mean, there's there's a ton. I mean, we have so much experience on this roster. Um, there's so many guys that, that wanted to come back and experience um, – being in this program for another year for whatever reason, whether it was personal goals, team goals, a combination of both, I, I think that's one of the great strengths is we've got some great leadership on this team. Uh, we're experienced almost at every position. Um, and the great thing about it is a lot of these guys that have decided to come back that are older and been in the program for a while, they're 100% team guys. They're bringing the young guys along. Just uh, watching those guys develop, watching the young guys develop in the program over the last year and, and watching the older guys take ownership of that and be an active participant in bringing the young guys along, teaching them how they're supposed to uh, prepare, how they're supposed to compete, what's the expectation of being a part of the program and being on the field on Saturdays. That's been the greatest thing, and that's probably going to be, in my opinion, one of our, our better strengths heading into the season is not just the, the depth and the experience, but just that those older guys are taking that ownership and bringing along the very young and talented guys that are coming in because they know they can help our program get better. You know, the second year of Coach Lashley's offense, and there were some really good numbers uh, that they put up a year ago. One of them was simply protecting the football, only nine turnovers by the offense. Another one was being able to sustain drives. Uh, there were a bunch of 80-plus uh, yard drives at the end of last season. 
the wide receiver position. You got a lot of experience there, but some young, exciting players coming in. How much are you looking forward to that competition on the perimeter? I think that's going to be great. You know, that just those stats that you threw out, I think that gave our guys tons of confidence last year. Um, that they can be explosive, that they can strike from anywhere on the field. Uh, I think that's exciting. If you if you play the wide receiver position, we proved that in this past year, getting some really talented guys to, to jump on board in this last class because they saw the explosiveness and the ability to make plays in the offense. And so these guys have come in, and, and just the last few days of having these guys on campus, the, the young guys, the uh, Brashard Smiths, Romello Brinsons, the Jacoby Georges, just seeing those guys come in and, and want to compete and want to learn as much as they can from the Mike Harleys and the Charleston Rambos and those guys. It's It's been great, and I think that's going to be an exciting position to watch as those young guys come along because I can tell you they're, they're hungry and they want to compete and they want their chance to be on the field. They just saw the amount of guys that we uh, put in the, in the games last year at wide receiver, and they know there's an opportunity, and I think they're willing to do what it takes to try to, to make it happen for themselves. So. You're going to have a lot of attention on Leonard Taylor and James Williams. Uh, they seem to be, uh, you know, two two of the prize recruits, but uh, creating a lot of buzz in Dayton Broward County. How much do you think they can help, or is it too early to to determine? You know, I think it's always too early um, to really know and, and be able to say this is what the role is going to be. I think those guys, like like the rest of this class, have come in with a great attitude, a positive attitude. They just want to they want to learn. They want to soak up as much as they can. You know, playbook wise, they're already in there trying to get as much done as they can nutrition-wise, learning how to prepare, uh, spending time with Coach Feely. And I, I think over the summer it's going to be exciting to see how, how they change um, their mindset, but also just the, their uh, physicality and their speed. And I think those guys are totally bought in to doing whatever it takes to make a difference and being able to make an impact. But I think the biggest thing is their positive attitude. They just want to find a way to fit in, and they want to find a way to make a difference because they want to be a um, – part of the program and, and be a positive impact. And, and that positive attitude, I think, will carry them through the summer. And, and I think uh, there's for sure a way that they're going to get on the field. Those guys are so talented. And, you know, it's early to tell what that's going to be. But I definitely wouldn't be surprised if you don't see uh, both of those guys have some type of role this fall. Andy, uh, you know, I think the NFL draft always tells you a lot of things about personnel. And, and two of the things I think it told us about personnel in college football is, one, quarterback the quarterback position you see what it, what it means to the NFL uh first whatever three four five picks are uh quarterbacks the first three picks are quarterbacks in the top I think six picks were all offensive players a very heavy offensive draft that seems to be what college football is is giving the NFL uh can can you address that a little bit about where our game is it, it appears obviously you got to have a quarterback and guys want to play uh, wide receiver or running back yeah, you know, I just I just think quarterback's always been an important uh, position, uh, if not the most important on the field. And I just think you you look at last season when De'Ara King came in and the difference that made, not just on the offense but on the defense, uh, and then just team wide. A guy like that with that kind of personality, that kind of great attitude, the leadership qualities, the intangibles that he brings. Not only being talented at that position, but if you can get a special guy like that that can put all those things together, um, you can just see the difference that makes in the entire team. I mean, not just here at Miami, but those guys that you talked about being drafted in the top rounds, their teams all had great seasons. Uh, it just makes a huge difference in a program to have that right fit. 
a guy that has talent and he has all the intangibles. And I think that's just going to continue, as you talked about, the, the college game kind of running into the NFL now. I, I think the NFL is finally starting to catch up uh, with that and starting to, to make some changes where they're going to adapt a little more than maybe they have in the past uh, offensively. But So these quarterbacks are making a, a bigger impact faster uh, because they're you know more comfortable in what they're what they're doing but yeah I mean it, it can't be understated having the, the right guy behind center and and uh, being the point man for your program it's just a it's a game changer and you know I think we've got some great young guys on the roster that have continued to learn from Derek and you know they had their time to get a ton of experience in the spring uh, it's going to be fun to see those guys you know, continue to develop over the summer and, and into the fall so you know, I get asked all the time the impact of De'Ara King, and you you just mentioned some of the things, and and then I just jump out and go here. Here's the one number that stands out: twenty three touchdowns, five interceptions. You know, you you have that kind of touchdown to interception ratio. Your team's probably going to do pretty well. Yeah, and I think it's just the, the confidence that he has um, in himself that carries over to the guys on offense. When offense does well, it carries over to the defense. And I think last year you saw them just feed off of each other. You know, the, the guys on, on both sides of the ball have a belief in him and, and the and what he's going to be able to do. Like you mentioned, the uh, explosiveness. You just mentioned some some great stats there with the touchdowns and interceptions. But I think it's just that that persona that he uh, puts out, and then the rest of the team picks up on that and, and kind of takes it and runs with it and it's just infectious and and i think anytime you have a guy like that it, it definitely changes your program andy vaughn director of player personnel two more uh, qu- uh quick things for you andy one as you look forward you put your periscope up uh in terms of recruiting for the next class the class after that um are you hunting for certain positions or are we or are you hunting for best best players best fit to the university of miami uh, I think it's a combination of both. Um, we're always going to be um, looking to try to manage our roster and make sure that we have the depth that we need and um, you know, you know we're in the right position as far as projecting out what what a class is going to be, what's going to happen after the season. You know, when are guys going to possibly leave to go to the NFL? Uh, you're just aware of a lot of different things, so you manage it from a number standpoint. Um, so we're always looking for you know certain positions. Hey, we may need to specifically look out for for these positions. We'd like to get this many or this many. Um, but he's always got to be the right fit. He has to be the right fit from a character standpoint, from an academic standpoint, from a you know, are they going to be able to make us better and make an impact on what we're doing? So there's a lot of things that that go into it. But you know, we're we're never going to turn down a great player. So. Um, you know that's kind of the wild card that gets thrown in. If there's a there's a great player, especially a guy down here in this area that that we can get in the class, you you make room. And if he makes your your team better, like Coach always says, we're just trying to put out the best team that we can put on the field. And and so that's always a part of it as well. So, all right. One other thing, uh, we had David Cooney on the show, and we were talking about why guys around the country. You look at the portal, and you see guys in in basketball, guys that were stars on teams, even those players are leaving and I thought he made a really good point about the University of Miami with Coach Diaz I think one of the things that Coach Diaz has done really well is is bringing the team together connecting the team having a closely bonded team and if you have that kind of family bond within your team it sure makes it a lot harder for guys to leave 
Yeah, you know, that was Coach's big thing last year. With COVID trying to pull everybody apart, um, he made a concerted effort to try to bring find ways to bring the guys together. And I thought you, you saw that on the field. You saw it off the field. Guys around here are just so much more connection, and we talk about connection all the time. But when you have that strong connection and, and Cooney's 100% right. If those guys are connected, they feel like family, there's a brotherhood, a strong brotherhood in that locker room, then guys are not going to want to let each other down. They're going to feel connected to each other. They want to continue to be a part of that family. And as long as we have that, you're always going to lose guys if, if they need to, you know, think they need a bigger role or it's just, it's just not a good fit. But I think if you have that strong nucleus of, of uh, guys in the locker room and there's a great connection there, it makes it really hard for guys to leave because they want to be a part of something special. They've got a, that great team atmosphere and connection it's hard to let your brothers down and, and go somewhere else uh, when you know you could be here and be a part of something special like that Andy Vaughn director of player personnel for the University of Miami doing a great job Andy as always thank you for being with us absolutely thanks for having me Joe are you dreaming about a summer with luxury how about a visit to the Williamson Cadillac showroom where there is nothing but luxury? You can experience the iconic style and bold sophistication of a Cadillac SUV. It's an experience from start to finish you can only get at Williamson Cadillac. So this summer, reward yourself and move up to a Cadillac. Williamson Cadillac has been a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years. And Williamson Cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami. Ed Williamson, his lovely wife, Carol Williamson, they have fostered goodwill and pride in service in this community. How about experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award-winning lineup? You can make a statement in their unmistakable XT crossover engineered to stand out. I am driving the X-T5. It is absolutely magnificent. Or excite your senses in Williamson's CT sedan series or ride in the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. You can view their entire lineup online at WilliamsonCadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. Let's talk some more University of Miami football now with my broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr. As we uh, inch our way through the summer toward September 4th, 3.30 kickoff. We know the date and time for Miami and Alabama. Can't wait for that to happen, but a long way to go. Uh, recruiting is opening up in the summertime, so that'll be good for the University of Miami to get uh, guys on campus and get busy in the recruiting season. It will, Joe, and I, I think it's an important time of year. You know, I, we, we keep talking, it's uh, like every week is Alabama week, but what's nice about it is, is that there's so much focus uh, by everybody, everybody in the program, everybody around the program. It's going to, so you start the season uh, really with a, with an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And I think that that's, uh, that, that's important, but I'm glad that these players, so many of these guys got in for the early summer session. It's going to allow them to grow in the weight room and get acclimated to college football and eliminate the shock treatment that happens uh, usually for these freshmen. You know, the one area that uh, the Hurricanes are concerned about is linebacker. you got Wayne Monsteed, Bradley Jennings, Corey Flagg. Then you go over to the striker position with Gilbert Frierson, uh, 
Tariq Austin Cave at linebacker. Keontre Smith became an interesting player because he got some work at linebacker. Would not be the biggest linebacker the University of Miami's ever had, but he's a physical player. You know, that position, to me, you really need a guy that's just natural at it. It's it's hard to to reinvent somebody at the linebacker spot. When you, when you go through history, whether it's in the National Football League or whether, of course, it's uh, our University of Miami or college, you, you come around to the point that the guys that end up playing that position the best, not all of them fit every variable that you want for the position. You know, you, we go back in time and, and you, you know, it's just Scott Nicholas. Let's go back to, to the Howard Schnellenberger area. That guy led our our team in tackles, uh, you know, led the school in tackles for many years, and he's still in the top five. There, there he wasn't a uh, he he wasn't a guy that you pulled out of a linebacker museum. He probably lacked a little bit of speed, and but he he had game against Penn State, where I guess in '79 he made twenty something tackles in the game. And you know, you go down the list, and uh, not everybody not everybody's a Ray Lewis, and but you can end up being a, a very good football player. At that spot, if you got great instincts, and I think that's what you got to look for more than anything. I think the size and the speed are things that you like to accomplish, but an instinctive football player who understands the defense that he's in and also understands the offense that he's facing every week certainly helps that position as much as anybody. Uh, I was asked earlier today about Bubba Bolden. How much will he help the University of Miami defense? His third year in the, in the defense, uh, that safety position is going to be awfully crowded. You have Bubba Bolden, Amari Carter, Gervin Hall, uh, James Williams coming in. And uh, we saw the, the freshman this summer, or rather during the spring, Avante Williams. So they're going to they're have plenty of bodies and a lot of competition. Well, the competition part's great. And I, and I appreciate the depth as well because Bolden's a guy that two years ago when he was really starting to come along against Florida State, he, he ended up losing him for the rest of the year. I think the thing that you have to have happen with, with Bolden is that he's he's got to show up every single week. We've seen uh, against Clemson last year, you know, he was player of the game. And he's he's got a chance to be player of the game every single week, it looks like. And then sometimes he's, he just disappears. Now, some of that, it has nothing to do with him. Some of that is the offense and, and the system that they're facing. But I, I like his leadership. I think he showed wisdom in coming back. He needed to come back. He certainly has the pedigree for coming out of high school and coming out of, of USC before he transferred to Miami. But he, he every time he's on the field, when he plays great, he's at his best, there's really been nobody better. The thing is, can we get 12, 13, 14 weeks out of his best? I heard Red Lashley talking the other day, right in your wheelhouse, Zion Williams, and he said, the thing he said about Zion was, uh, from about the third game of last year, he really did a nice job of anchoring the left side of the line, really gave them a lot of stability on that side of the scrimmage. Joe, you'll remember this, and I'm, I'm not going to ever let you forget. I mean, we saw him his first day in practice, and... I, we were in the indoor practice facility, and I turned around, and I watched him one set, and I said, this kid's got it. Now, he got it all right. He you know, gave up a bunch of sacks against Florida as a true freshman in game one. and, and, and but, but what I meant he got it is I've, his, the, the way that he moves, the way how smooth his feet are, his punch, and, you know, he's 240 pounds in. Now he's 312, and 
he's going to be he, he's got a chance to be a very special football player i'm i know i'm gonna probably get uh you know run out of town for saying that you know he, he would benefit from this year and next year because i think he would he would have so much more maturity physically and and if you're going to be the guy at that position in the national football league you have really got to be a physically blessed guy but i i don't mean just athletically i mean with with power and brute strength so uh he's he's earned it he's been through the bad times and it's certainly gonna all those bad times that he had of having to deal with guys that were older and more talented when you're a true freshman now it's your turn to to dominate and i think he's he's doing a nice job and it's it's good lucky for miami that you know they've got john campbell there too and I, i will tell you when I look back over the spring, John Campbell made as, as big of an improvement as anybody, and uh, and he's got a he's got literally two years left, or I think it's two or three. I don't know how he's going to count this year, but this is a John Campbell can help on both sides of the football. He's been a starter, and he has definitely got an opportunity to be one heck of a football player. And I think really, if he gives himself time and gets on the field, like I know he will, uh, he's he's going to be able to look at the National Football League as well. You know, away from the University of Miami, I I mentioned this to you the other day. We have a new commissioner, and he is making it a making it a point. It's been pretty pretty loud. I don't think you have to read between the lines. He is emphasizing football. He made this tour to all the schools, and one of the things he said is, "We we got to make football a priority." And I think. A lot of people could make the argument ACC for a long time was a basketball conference. But I think he's telling uh, the administrations, you need to start figuring out ways to make football your priority. I don't disagree with him. You you do the numbers and you you look at what's going on all around the nation. And let's face it, the the Southeastern Conference is, is one example that you want to be. I mean, they're they're a heavily watched conference. They've they've winning championships. Um, they've got some brand name there. And Miami's, I'm sorry, that uh, ACC is doing has got some some qualified teams as well. You know, you Miami uh, Miami and the entire ACC are pumping guys into the the National Football League. And I and I'm with him. I think that you know basketball uh, certainly deserves a lot of credit, especially in, in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I think that they've well, they're well deserved on the on the reputation that they've established. But you watch on Sunday, you watch Saturday, and there's nothing that attracts more attention uh, in this country than football, whether it's in the National Football League or in the collegiate level. I'm going to give you a, a quick ACC test. You ready? Here we go. One team is 27 and 14. Over the last five years, 27 and 14 ACC, that's the second best record in the conference. Uh, I guess Miami? That would be the University of Miami. Now, hold on. One team over the last three years is under 500. Under 500, a, a team in the ACC that you would never think would be under 500 in the last three, each of the last three years. Florida State? Correct. The third team over the last five seasons, they were handed, I'm going to give you a big hint, handed a, a very consistent program. They are 38 and 26 under their present head coach, 
over the last five years? North Carolina. Almost. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. So my point is this. Miami's 27-14. and 14. That's the second best record behind Clemson. Florida State. Right. Florida State's under 500. Virginia Tech under Justin Fuente. They're just wandering aimlessly. No passion. 38 and 26. And I'm not so sure that the new commissioner didn't look at all three of those schools and said, if our conference is going to be better, we need better results in those three. Well, I would I would say starting first and foremost, you know, Clemson, the, the entire university, the athletic department, the whole community is 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 behind them, and it shows. They they have just been a a, a perfect example of great consistency and how they've done things, and that's why they're in the in the championship. Now they've also that have been quite fortunate in having outstanding quarterback play through Dabo Sweeney's entire career there. I think Miami, thanks to De'Eric King, and really thanks to Manny Diaz, and, and signing De'Eric King with Rhett Lashley's offense, getting him here, he is, he, De'Eric has stabilized the entire football team. Now you've got a quarterback room that with Van Dyke and Garcia that you've got hope. And, I mean, you, you're looking for the next four or five years to where – this Miami football team is is got a position of strength at quarterback, where they it has, they have not had that since really I don't know you know Kenny Dorsey obviously was was the last guy to win a championship and there's been some good football players at that spot since then, but nothing that gave us consistency like uh, Dorsey. So I think the quarterback spot will help it, and I, I I would imagine Joe if you put that multiple question test out to everybody, nobody. Uh, unless they're hurricane fans would have thought Miami had the second best and, and something's at Virginia Tech and and I and I don't I don't really know what it is and uh you know I, I can tell you this Frank Beamer Frank Beamer had it figured out he had it figured out at Virginia Tech he had it figured out when they were in the Big East and he had it figured out when they were in the ACC so if it was me I just go read that book again and, and I'd ask Frank Beamer, who still lives there, Frank, what do we got to do? <laughs> you know, I think uh, we're not too far away from seeing the Coastal and the Atlantic divisions being eliminated. I think the athletic directors and the coaches are going to talk about it. I think the commissioner, if he can get the bylaws of college football or get around it, I think he his vision is some sort of round-robin play with better matchups with teams playing each other more frequently. For example, I think Miami and Syracuse, you know, they play one time in like 20 years. He, he doesn't want that. He wants more frequent play between his member teams. I think it's important to do two things. And, I, and I'm not opposed to that. I, I'm really not. And I think that you got to take the show on the road for recruiting. I think Syracuse has got to come to South Florida to help their recruiting. And I think uh, Miami's got to go – to upstate New York because they've got some players on their roster that have been very, very helpful the last few years from up from from the New York area as well. So I'm I'm not opposed with it. I think that you've got to make sure that you get the matchups that that, that get the most eyeballs on the television. I think that's going to help this conference. And and I'm with you. I think you know Miami and Boston College should play more. Miami Syracuse should play. You you, you go around and and you look at the recruiting part of it. All of those schools 
they want to come down to Miami. They want they want they want their 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 exposure in Miami as well. So you've got to do whatever it takes to, to make sure that the country is interested in the games that you're playing in your conference. Uh, you know, we, we we talk a lot about the transfer portal, how it's been kind to the University of Miami. The Hurricanes have three players out of the portal this year. On Miami's schedule is Michigan State. Here's what Michigan State has done this spring, Don. You ready? 20, 20 players transferred out, 15 players transferred in. Wow. <laughs> That's a great – so basically they, they – graduated a class of transfers and brought in the replacement class as transfers. I mean, right. I mean, I mean, that's what everybody's giving each other a high five coming in and going out. They, they, a couple years ago, if you had said Michigan state, you would say, Oh man, great defense, very physical, hard nosed running game. Who knows what we're going to see? 20 players left, 15 players came in and I don't think they're done yet. You know, Joe, so now in round numbers, you've got basically 40 or 45 student athletes that are brand new to your system, right? You have your entire freshman class that came in, and then you bring in 20 transfers. So half of your half of your football team doesn't really understand the tradition. They don't understand what you expect at practice. You don't under, they don't understand your, your playbook. That's going to take one heck of a, a lot of a coaching and a, and a lot of attention to detail with 40 new faces, and basically 50% of your team is brand spanking new. Well, I do think we're in for some exciting times inside the ACC moving forward. I think uh, one of the things that jumps out to the commissioner is it's a blockbuster Labor Day weekend, games that include Miami and Alabama, Clemson and Georgia, North Carolina and Virginia Tech, Florida State and Notre Dame. Uh, Louisville, I think, is playing Ole Miss. So there are some great games on Labor Day weekend, and I think that's what he wants to see uh, moving forward are the uh, best marquee matchups the conference can generate. Well, that's that's what it is right now. You're getting getting people interested on in the television. I think, you know, it's it's good that the the Florida State Notre Dame game should be interesting. You know, Florida, Notre Dame was able to to jump into the conference for a year and and uh, get some interest nationally. It certainly helped them with with their season last year and they were able to start off with an ACC game this year against the the Florida State Seminoles and it, what's nice, though, that we know and we've known for a very, very long time is really quite simple. If Miami is doing great, so is the ACC. Yeah. And I, as much as people want to beat up the University of Miami or as much as people want to say you you know are, are, may not be true diehard fans like you and I are, the University of Miami is, is great for the ACC. Yeah. That it is. It's great for television ratings as well. All right, that's my broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr. Season tickets and single game tickets on sale, 1-800-GO-CANES or hurricanesports.com. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. 
He is hitting 303 for the hot University of Miami Hurricanes. Seven home runs coming off a great weekend against the Louisville Cardinals. Canes are at 32-17. That's how they end the regular season. And now on to the ACC tournament. And joining us is Hurricanes designated here, Raymond Gill. As I mentioned, swinging a hot bat, Ray. Over 400 uh, here in the second half of the season, the last 15 to 20 games or so. Over 500. Uh, or rather, over 400. What do you attribute it to? Uh, just uh, our approach at the plate, and and uh, what I've worked on with Lopes the the whole time, the whole season is just try to be as relaxed as I can, and and try to see the ball a long time, and let my abilities do the work. And uh, thankfully, I've been I've been hitting pretty well lately. Yeah, if we look back at that Louisville series, two home runs in one game, uh, big weekend for you. How satisfying was that for you? It was more satisfying that we we got the sweep. Obviously, a uh, big weekend to close out the season and, and give us good momentum going into the ACC tournament. But uh, yeah, definitely, anytime I can help my team win, that's a good thing. That sweep against Louisville, everything came together for you. Uh, offense at the right time, defense was pretty good, and the pitching was outstanding. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, our pitching staff, I'd say, carried us this weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure we won yesterday with three hits, and I don't remember the last time us ever doing that. But like you said, just the the, the clutch or the perfectly timed hit, along with our good defense and pitching, carried us this weekend. You you have going into the ACC tournament, you have won five straight ACC games: two against Georgia Tech, three in a row against Louisville. I kind of go back to that Georgia Tech series. When you won that Tech series, I thought your team showed a real taste for battle. How important do you think coming back to win that Georgia Tech series was for your team? It was huge. It was huge for us uh, in terms of uh, confidence and, and where we're at mentally. And to be able to to win that rubber game against Georgia Tech put us in a good position and, and it let us build from there and, and it carried over to this weekend. It was a grind of a season, right? But you still finished 15 games over 500 uh, with a top four seed inside the ACC. Very long season, but ultimately uh, you turned out with a pretty darn good record. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely an up and down season. And we knew that coming in. Um, Gino and the coaching staff was telling us before the season even started that. Because the whole COVID thing and... And, uh, and more ACC play, it's, it was going to be an up-and-down year, and we're trying to be as consistent as we can and and get hot late if, if that was the time to get hot. 35 ACC games. I don't think people realize how hard it is to get through a conference schedule. And just the jump from 30 to what was supposed to be 36, uh, it was five extra games this year, but it was supposed to be six. Those extra games are very taxing. Yeah, they are, definitely. I mean, if you just look at at the standings, you see that nobody really dominated the ACC. Maybe one or two teams. Everybody else is pretty close because the ACC is deep. And, and like you said, the more games in the ACC, the more teams are going to beat each other. By the way, this is the big secret in college athletics. This is this is why teams, why conferences don't play more conference games and more sports. It leads to more losses. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, in the ACC tournament, uh, in your bracket, Duke and a team called Florida State. How satisfying would it be to uh, knock out Florida State and uh, to get one more shot at them after they were able to come in to Mark Light and sweep earlier this year? I mean, 
mean, uh, that would be huge. I mean, I'm sure our guys are really looking forward to playing them and, and getting a little payback, but where we play first, we got to take care of them first. So if it's Duke, we can't think ahead to Florida State. We got to stay uh, on Duke and, and make sure we win that game first. But I can tell you that our team is very excited to compete in the ACC tournament, and, and hopefully we run into some teams there that we lost to. Uh, the series against Louisville, I thought your team showed a lot of emotion, maybe more than we've seen in the past. Um, do you think that's because we're at the, the end of the year, the games are more important, or uh, just maybe that happened organically? What do, you, what do you attribute some of that emotional play to? I think it's a mix of things. Uh, definitely, we're coming to the, the end of the season, so the juice is probably flowing a little bit more. Uh, we're playing a good team on the road. That, that also helps, and we we had all the guys in the in the dugout this weekend, and like all the pitchers and hitters, we weren't separated, and uh, we we just came together this weekend, and and we actually had a lot of energy. Uh, I'd say more than we've had all year. And Gino said, if we keep that energy up, that that we probably could hang around with any team in in the country. Yeah, I thought you guys looked very sharp against Louisville. I thought the emotion was part of it. I would prob- I would also add this ing- ingredient to, I think, one of the reasons why there is more emotion, because there were fans in the stadium. I think that also helped. And this week in Charlotte, uh, it is open to full capacity, so you will be playing in front of fans. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I actually didn't even think about that, but... The fans did have a, a big influence there. It was kind of loud there. They they had a good amount of fans there, and I didn't know about Charlotte. I didn't know they had full capacity, so that's exciting. Yeah. Raymond Gill is our guest. Raymond hitting three hundred three going into the ACC tournament. How about the play of Christian Del Casillo this year? All the attention was on his brother Adrian, but Christian's the guy that came through with a three sixty eight average and forty RBIs. How much of a pickup has he been for you this year? Oh, he's been huge. And not just hitting. He's made some unbelievable plays in the outfield. Heads up play on the bases. He's just a complete player. He's he's someone you want to have in the lineup and someone that when he's up, you know he's going to come through. He just looks so relaxed in the box. And and you know that no matter what happens, that he's not going to be phased. And he's going to stay there and, and stick to his approach. And, and that's huge, especially when he's your 3-4 hole. You know, what I also thought was important uh, for you guys is, one, you came through. Lala had a big hit in this uh, Saturday game against Louisville. Fetterman pitched really well. So some of your veteran players, uh, the, the guys that have been around for a while, came up with big plays against Louisville and have been been coming up recently with some big plays. Yeah, I mean, again, uh the time to get hot right now and uh it's great to see those guys contributing and and starting uh, to hit or pitch uh looking forward to seeing what they do in the acc tournament what would you say your team's level of confidence is in terms of winning a game when palmquist gets the baseball oh sky high i mean that guy is unbelievable his number have you i didn't even realize his numbers till they put on the scoreboard this weekend, yeah, and he, like he had like sixty nine strikeouts, like correct. six walks, which That's is correct. unheard of. How about sixty nine strikeouts, as you mentioned, in thirty nine innings? He's striking out yeah. like two out of every three hitters. Yeah, he's and if you think about it, he he hasn't yet to develop a true secondary pitch. Like his secondary pitch is still good, 
but he's mostly fastballs right now, and for him to be doing what he's doing is is unbelievable. Um, you know, I look at your lineup, and I think six of the nine guys in the lineup, for the most part, are players that were in the lineup the last time you were in the NCAA tournament against Mississippi State. How important do you think that experience is going to be now here in the postseason? Uh, it's going to be it's going to be huge. I mean, when we did play Mississippi State, we I don't think we had experience at all. Um, and playing in an environment such as Mississippi State gave us a lot of experience and knowing that we can go, because we're going to have to go somewhere for a regional. Right. And knowing that six of our nine guys have had that experience yet and already been in front of that, that, that can make the difference and we can help out the younger guys that haven't been in front of that yet. And by the way, not to shortchange anybody, but a guy that I think has given your pitching staff a real lift, and you talk about numbers, Jake Smith as a starter, earned run average of 3.03, but he's got 53 strikeouts against 10 walks. Yeah, he has he has dominant stuff. Uh, and I, I knew, we knew that since the fall and spring, that he, he's going to be a big contributor to our team. And uh, when he's throwing strikes, I'll take him against any team in the country. Well, let me wrap it up with this way. Do you feel as uh, as you go into the postseason that your team is probably having more fun now than you've had all year, now that everything is settled down and almost feels like normal? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I feel like our team now is, is actually getting to our strengths and gelling together at the right time, I'd say. So looking forward to, to making a run in these playoffs. And by the way, uh, earlier in our interview, you said you feel relaxed. And it's funny because I was watching you at the plate against Louisville heave a couple of deep breaths, resting the bat on your shoulder, some nice, smooth, gentle swings right before the pitch is delivered. And you do look you look very uh, quiet right now at home plate. Yeah, I appreciate that. I've, I've worked on it all season to get to that point and just trying to build from there. All right, very good. Thanks for joining us. The best of luck here in the ACC tournament. Thank you. I appreciate it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.